Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Wildly Basic West. So I'm sitting down to record this episode on a Monday evening after finishing my very extensive night routine. I have been pretty inconsistent and bad about routine for about the past year, so most of 2022 has been pretty rough. A lot of it had to do, of course, with just my drinking habits, so much binge drinking, etc., that I you know, was going to bed super late. I didn't give a shit about my health. And then when I woke up in the morning, I would be so hungover that all I could do was, you know, go to McDonald's to get a Diet Coke. Like I wasn't, I wasn't out here, you know, gua shying, ice rolling, doing my morning walk every single day, like a functioning human being. So since getting sober, I have obviously made a huge shift to focusing on my health again. It has become a top priority, and it's a really big motivator also to just staying away from alcohol. That being said, I think that early sobriety has been tough for me in the sense that one of my greatest fears, right, was that friends wouldn't invite me to do things anymore. And so I think every time someone invites me to go out, I feel like I need to say yes because I'm worried if I say no, they'll just stop asking me, which, you know, is a crazy is a crazy projection of my own insecurities and it's not rooted in reality, but it's something that I've kind of come to terms with in the last week. Basically that I have absolutely depleted my social battery and I need to take some time to focus on me and what supports my health and my sobriety in general. And then, of course, daylight savings and the sun setting before fucking 5 p.m. is just insult to injury at this point. So all of that, like, anxiety and stress can just be compounded by this darkness, and I end up feeling just really low and depressed very easily. And I found in the past when I have been able to get into a really good rhythm with my routine I'm able to kind of prevent myself from slipping through those cracks, prevent myself from, you know, just posting up on the couch all night, watching TV, ordering food, waking up to a messy house in the morning, getting poor quality of sleep. The list goes on and on and on. So I am super motivated and incredibly focused on building an evening routine and a morning routine that help to support me just like getting A, great quality of sleep, and B, waking up in the morning feeling refreshed because of said sleep, and also just setting myself up to have a lot of success and energy throughout the day ahead. And so all of that being said, I didn't really have like one specific topic I wanted to talk about this evening per se. I more so just wanted to give like some general health updates and just kind of talk more about what I'm doing to better integrate wellness practices that feel really accessible and or like healing and helpful to me back into my daily life. I know that a lot of people thrive and need like a very strict routine. So they're doing X, Y, and Z at the same time every single night or morning. And that's what they find the most helpful. For me, if I get too strict with my routine and then let's say I miss a day, it just turns into an excuse as to why I'm not going to do it going forward. So I find that leaving a little bit of buffer or cushion within my routine helps to make sure that I'm actually enacting practices on a consistent basis. And it's okay if you don't want to take advice on routines from somebody who struggled to have one for basically all of 2022, but I do promise you in 2021, I was really on top of my shit in terms of having a routine. And so I'm going to be pulling from that. And then also just, you know, some lessons that I've had over this past year, like within the confines of an absence of routine. 
So I completely understand that saying that I want looseness within my routine sounds like a bit of an oxymoron, but the way that I look at it is I'm not saying that I need to eat the same thing at the same time every night. I don't need to go to bed at the same time even every night. I don't you know, need to do this specific meditation. Instead, I have a bit of a looser framework where I can slot in what feels good, what I have time for, and what makes sense for that given day. So here are my five non-negotiables for the evening right now. The first is to leave my space immaculate. So that means no dishes are out. That means that there aren't clothes everywhere. Um, My bathroom is clean, etc. The next is that I want to move my body. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that I have a dog. So we do a walk in the mornings. Um, I do the gym or I take a Pilates class in the afternoon. And then I also like to do an evening walk with him. Sometimes it'll be a longer walk, but now that it's dark, I do a bit of a shorter walk in the evening, a longer walk with him in the morning, and then I might, you know, ride my Peloton or do a little bit of yoga or a small little like snack size Tasha Franken Pilates class. I just like having that like last little dose of movement in the evening, especially before I get dinner or sometimes after I get dinner, depending on how full I feel and if I just kind of want to like stretch it out. I think we all know. Do you know that feeling when you're so full that you're like, I honestly need to get into like a child's pose right now to feel like I can function? So obviously in tandem with that, which I referenced, um, the third thing is going to be nourishing my body. So that is just cooking myself a meal. I want to stray away from being like, it has to be a really, really healthy meal. Yes, generally, I like to make sure my meal is really healthy, but more than anything, I want it to be something that feels satiating for me at that time. So some nights that's going to be a lighter salad with maybe a little bit of chicken or salmon or tofu. And then other evenings like tonight, I just made a really simple pasta. It was um, chickpea noodles with some just like a Thrive Market canned red sauce. And then I did some ground um, grass-fed organic bison meat. And it was delicious. I grated a bit of fresh raw milk parm on top. I had that with a limoncello LaCroix. Like it was just the perfect little meal this evening because I'd already had a smoothie, a green smoothie this morning, and then I'd had a salad for lunch. So I just wanted something a little bit bulkier. That was probably more information than anyone wanted on (laughs) what I ate tonight. Sometimes I get started, I, I start to talk about what I ate and I just, I just can't stop myself. The fourth thing is to stimulate my mind, and this goes hand-in-hand with my next point. So in terms of stimulating my mind, that may be doing a crossword puzzle, reading a book, um, you know, listening to a podcast or an audiobook. doesn't really matter what it is. I just want something that stimulates me outside of my 9-to-5 job. While I am challenged by my work during the day, I think sometimes it can feel really easy to get that, like, existential dread of being a cog in the machine when all you're thinking about is the intellectual stuff associated with your corporate job and you kind of forget just how expansive and curious your mind is. And I think that being able to stoke and cultivate that curiosity consistently every single day just leads to a greater amount of happiness and a greater amount of satisfaction. And then the last thing, which I think is just kind of like a common woven thread throughout everything else, is that I want to lower my cortisol and really relax into a restful state. Unfortunately for me, I'm not someone who can get good sleep under all conditions. I really need to prepare myself and set myself up to have a good night of sleep. The other thing I do is I 
sleep with my window cracked open. I've done this since I was a kid. I actually had a roommate in college because I would leave the window open like even during the middle of the night um, who got a cold once and told me it was because I left the window open. So maybe I'm the villain roommate in this situation, but fortunately my boyfriend is also someone who sleeps with the windows open in the middle of the winter too. I just love bundling up and just having that chill in the air and the fresh air too. Something about it just always makes me sleep better. Then I will have a glass of magnesium water. So you can totally take this in a pill form. Um, this is probably a little extra, but I just really like buying some of the magnesium drinks. My favorite is the magnesium from Moon Juice. It's the berry de-stress drink. It's sweetened with stevia, which you know I love stevia. And it's just like a really nice little treat before bed. I'll usually do that or I will sometimes do the calm magnesium water. The only issue with that is that I do love the melatonin one, but melatonin gives me crazy whack dreams sometimes. So it's one of those when I like know I really need to sleep, I'll take it, but it can also give me really odd sleep as well. I like to do a little herbal tea before bed too. This is usually something that I'll have like after I get out of the shower in the evening, I'll have an herbal tea and maybe journal a little bit or watch a little TV depending on what I'm in the mood for. And my favorite herbal tea combination is one sachet of ginger tea, one sachet of lemongrass tea, a little bit of stevia, and sometimes I'll do a splash of like the malk almond milk or something like that if I'm feeling a little feisty. And just as an aside, I absolutely love the power of nostalgia in our food and drink choices sometimes. So when I was in college, I studied abroad in Sweden and in Denmark. And when I moved to Copenhagen, it was the middle of winter. And if you know anything about Scandinavia and being that close to the Arctic Circle, it's that you get like four hours of sunlight a day. So it's seasonal depression on steroids. I decided that I was going to join this little hot yoga studio because I just needed somewhere to go in some routine to do consistently every single day. And after every class, they would have a lemongrass ginger sweetened tea. And so it just brings me back to that place. It kind of like reiterates for me that that Hugo philosophy um, that the Danes have, which I absolutely fell in love with when I was there. And I don't know, it's just like one of those kind of full circle, really nostalgic things that I like to bring in to my everyday practices now. And then when it comes to right before I'm going to bed, I keep a basket next to my bed on my windowsill with like my, I don't know, like not my emergency kit, but I guess like my bedtime preparedness kit. So in it, I just have like a bunch of lotions and body oils, you know, a candle and a lighter. And I have my journal, a pen, and sorry, I'm looking at it right now all across the room, so I'm trying to name what's in it. Um, and then I also have like a couple of Pema Children books, things that I can read before bed that really help me to just kind of settle into myself, reflect on the day, and prepare for a really restful night of sleep. I have these really nice silky sheets that Bull and Branch sent me that I'm sleeping on currently, and I like to drop some essential oil onto my pillow before I go to bed. I don't know if this is good or bad, but I've been doing it for years, so if it's bad, maybe don't tell me. Um, but it is the Aracacia, I apologize if I mispronounce that, chill pill blend. It's like $12. I have it on auto ship from Thrive every month if that tells you how much I use it. It is like sweet orange, lavender, patchouli, peppermint, sweet basil, and chamomile. Chamomile? I always mispronounce that. 
Um, and it's just very, very calming. And again, just like the consistency of using that scent every time I smell it, I just feel like my body is like, okay, we're good. We're safe. It's time to relax. This is also just like a little hot tip. If you have a blend or just a scent like this in general that you really love, it could be an essential oil, it could be a perfume, doesn't really matter. I like to keep one in my house and then I also like to keep one in my purse. That way, like if I'm out and about, you know, sometimes I get really stressed out and overwhelmed by driving. I know it's ridiculous. Um, Or, you know, if I'm traveling or, you know, I have a stressful work call, It just taking like one little whiff of it sometimes is all I need to like calm my body down and ground it. I don't always think that like feeling well needs to be super complicated. Sometimes it's just as simple as like classically conditioning ourselves to relax and not get into that fight or flight. So that's kind of all the stuff that I do um, in the evening Again, I'll kind of switch out. So sometimes I have um, a blanket, one of those sauna, infrared sauna blankets from Higher Dose that I'll use some evenings. Um, Other nights, I will take a hot bath with Epsom salts. I'll do like a little bit of yin yoga sometimes. That's a really lovely way to wind down. And then, of course, I always have my evening skincare routine, just kind of par for the course. I've been trying to get into a good routine of doing that skin cycling I see all over TikTok because I got some tretinoin prescribed to me. This was like, I don't know if it was three months ago now, and it has worked wonders for my skin. I will put that out there. She started me on like the lowest dose possible, the 0.01, which has still been really effective for me. I just don't think I had like the crazy dryness that some people get. I feel like my skin has just kind of gotten used to having that like vitamin A retinoid now um, and just reacts a little bit better to it. So I want to introduce again like that cycling of having the exfoliation one night, the retinol the other night, and then just having a night to like really moisturize my skin. I started skin cycling like a week and a half ago, but I'm also currently in the process of trying to really edit down my skincare routine. So I'm obviously really grateful When you're a content creator, you get sent a lot of PR and a lot of that PR is skincare. And so I've kind of just been using what I'm being sent, right? Because I'm like, oh, if I'm getting stuff, I don't want to have to pay for anything. However, I think the flip side to that is that if I'm constantly using all of these different products from like with all these different formulations that aren't necessarily designed to be working with each other and weren't chosen like for my skin in particular, I'm kind of throwing it into chaos. So I'm really excited though because I reached out to Moon Juice a few weeks ago because they're just obviously a company that I love and um, I think their skincare line is really, really underrated. It's something that I used a couple years back and I remember my skin being like in one of the best places it had been when I was using those products and so I'm really curious to see how the combination of really clean skincare products obviously being sober using the tretinoin drinking enough water finally and also going back on the spironolactone and just working in general to throw all my hormones back into like homeostasis versus chaos like how that will affect my overall complexion okay so that ends the very long tangent about a skincare routine that literally no one asked for um and now i will get back to the regularly scheduled programming and talk a little bit about how night routine helps to inform the morning I've made a couple videos about this on TikTok before, but I am a true believer that like 
I think there's so much focus on the morning routine, but I don't believe that you can have a good morning routine without getting your night routine nailed down first. So just to reiterate, I think the five non-negotiables for an evening routine that can really make a big impact are to move your body, nourish your body, stimulate your mind, leave your space immaculate, and then lower your cortisol and relax into your rest. And like with everything, I think it's so much more effective to make small changes. If it seems really insurmountable right now or just unrealistic to completely revamp your evening routine or just like get an evening routine to begin with, focus on kind of like stacking, right? Week after week. So for example, like the first few days, you may just focus on getting a little walk-in in the evening. And then you might add in having that healthy meal. And then it might be, you know, reading 10 pages from a book. And then you might move into, you know, um, making sure that your kitchen is clean before you go to bed. And then you can finally add in like a little meditation before you fall asleep or a glass of magnesium water or an herbal tea, something that really helps settle your mind and isn't just giving you like all this blue light before you're trying to go to bed. And I want to be very forthcoming in saying that I understand that the concept of having a evening and a morning routine is so imbued and dripping with privilege. And I'm very privileged that, you know, I have one nine to five job that I'm working. So I have the time to do this. I don't have any children. I don't have, you know, like a lot of, I don't have a chronic illness. I don't have all these other pressures in my life that would make it impossible to do this. And so I want to hold space for the fact that like, this is not everybody's reality. And I think the most important thing is like, if you can find one small thing to consistently do for yourself, it could be, you know, like it could be reading a little meditation or affirmation every morning. It could be just having like a cup of tea at night, something really, really simple that is just consistent for you and makes you feel like you're nourishing yourself and you're giving back to yourself and you're just really caring for yourself. That's the most important thing. And then just to round it out, when it comes to the mornings, I, again, like why the night routine is so important, if I'm not getting a good full eight hours of sleep at least, I'm hitting that snooze button in the morning, which is horrible, I know. I try to avoid it by scheduling like a Legree class at six or seven in the morning. And I, you know, the the thought of stomaching like the $25 cancellation fee on top of paying for the class is absolutely abysmal. (laughs) And so um, that helps sometimes. But but generally, again, right, like if I'm getting that good sleep, I feel ready to wake up in the morning and I feel ready to take on the day. So I'm more excited to get into my routine. And I know this is kind of woo woo, but I have been doing oil pulling with coconut oil, organic coconut oil. I just get the big bucket from Costco. It's like $13 $13 for a gallon of a gallon of organic coconut oil. Um, and I'll do that in the morning. I do notice a difference in a the the whiteness and brightness of my teeth if I'm doing it consistently. And the second thing I notice is that my breath is just better throughout the day. I'm not constantly having to brush my teeth or use mouthwash. So it's kind of just an easy win-win. And then I'll let my dog out and feed him. I'll have a big glass of water. I'll usually put lemon and a pinch of pink salt in it. I just like the taste. I'm not here telling you that that's going to like detox your body. I just personally, I just like the way it tastes. I think it's super refreshing. I will do, if I'm on my shit, I will do a little bit of ice rolling 
and then I will grab my pup and we will go on our morning walk. We walk for an hour in the morning. I will tell you this feels like absolute torture sometimes when it's cold out, especially when it's dark out, (laughs) but I just pop in a couple of podcasts for the walk. So usually I will do the New York Times Daily every single morning and then I will do um, the journal, which is the Wall Street Journal podcast. They do like a deep dive. It's kind of similar structure, I guess, to the daily into a single story. Um, If I'm in a news mood and then if I'm kind of in a more like wellnessy personal development mood I'll put on like the Huberman lab or the blonde files or the skinny confidential kind of whatever I'm feeling and when I get home I usually have like 30 minutes to an hour before I need to start work kind of depends on how early I got up and took Sawyer out and so I will do my affirmations for the day I'll write them down in my journal This is something that feels really, really stupid when you start doing it, especially if you're not a very spiritual person like myself. I've become more spiritual recently, but initially, like, it always felt really dumb, but I can attest to the fact that it has really changed my life over the past few months. I've been, oh, I hate saying this, but I've been manifesting and it's been working. Um, And so I really recommend it. I think it's a great practice to get into. And there's just like a lot of right, like gratitude that's tied into that. And I know there are so many studies around just like happiness um, and it's direct correlation to just having a grateful mindset. I've been really good about limiting my caffeine intake lately. So I cap myself at either one coffee or tea in the morning. If I'm having coffee, I will do the bulletproof coffee. I'll do it in my French press. I'll have that usually with a little bit of organic half and half. And then if I'm in a tea mood, I will do an organic Earl Grey tea with a splash of almond milk and a little bit of stevia for sweetness. Either way, they are so delicious. I have been trying to get into matcha, but I just can't do it. So um, we'll see. We'll see if I can train myself to like it in the next few months. And then I will hop on the computer and just work for the rest of the day at my corporate job. And kind of depending on how many video calls I have that day, I will get dressed and do makeup. Um, I usually just do really simple makeup. And I recently got a ring light. And I will tell you what, it is such a game changer. It makes me look 10 million times better and more presentable for all my meetings. So I cannot recommend it enough. I think you can get one off Amazon for like $15. And it is so worth it if you're on camera all day. Just to circle back to what I was saying before, I think one of the reasons that I'm able to have kind of a more minimal, I guess, morning routine versus evening routine is because I've set myself up the night before. Like if I wake up and there are dirty dishes everywhere in the kitchen, if there's, you know, a mess of clothes out, it's so distracting. And I feel like I don't even have the mental space to, you know, sit down and do my affirmations or my meditations or like even get started with my work day because I just feel like I'm overwhelmed and in the midst of chaos. I think the more you can work to reframe routine as not being a punishment or a limitation, but more so as taking a couple of hours to set the tone for the rest of your day so that you can kind of, I guess, squeeze the most juice out of everything else, just the more palatable it feels. And I think the better mindset and energy you will take into it and therefore take out of it as well. So yeah, that's kind of what I have for you today. I have been thinking a lot in the past few weeks about what my goals are in terms of like my content creation, branding, etc. for the next year. And currently my biggest goal is to grow this podcast right here. 
It's my favorite platform by far. I love connecting with you all like this. And I am just such a an auditory processor. I like to say things out loud. That's how I work through things. And I just as a consumer absolutely love podcasts. And I especially love when content creators I followed and have, you know, I've gotten like bits and pieces of their life, but getting to know them more fully through their podcast is always so fun. And I think of my episodes as being like more snack size, I guess. So they're just short little like 20 to 30 minute bites of life and thoughts, etc. And I love the idea of you all just being able to go on your walks or doing your dishes, going through your morning routine, what have you, and just being able to listen. And hopefully this can provide you like some relief or at least make you feel like things you're experiencing right now aren't unique to you and you're not alone. And so with that being said, I'm going to start putting out two episodes a week, which feels very ambitious right now, but again, I need to be pushing myself. Um, And so I'm excited for that and I'm excited to kind of hear what kind of content you all want from me going forward. Always feel free to DM me. I am not going to tell you I'm great at checking my DMs, but I will tell you that I am subpar at it. (laughs) So I will probably put up a poll on my Instagram in the coming weeks to just kind of like see if I can add to my running list of topic ideas. And then if you message the Wildly Basic West page on Instagram, I will definitely see those. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please feel free to subscribe, leave a review, rate it, and also peep my new podcast artwork that my Canva graphic design skills worked so hard at today. I'm kidding. It took like 10 minutes, but I do think it turned out pretty well. Um, And if you want to follow along with me, I am at EatLizabeth on Instagram and TikTok, and the podcast is at Wildly Basic West, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.